All righty. Jackie Bouvier is an incredibly warm personality. She was a youth pastor first and later became an MBA professional, professional, MBA business professional because God asked her to go back to school. What an incredible thing to listen to God, right? To listen when our heart feels like I need to do something else. Jackie has worked with community faith organizations since 1998 to provide political platforms at events for elected officials and current candidates. She delivers public motivational speeches on the importance of voting, registering to vote, and voting your biblical values. Again, so exciting to see people who are willing to stand up and do what's right. Jackie is the executive director of the Santa Fe Business Improvement District and is a nonprofit consultant and faith leader advisor. She holds a master's of business administration from Daniels College of Business and her MBA is through the University of Denver Concentration. She believes in inspiring every person she comes in contact with to become the best versions of themselves. She believes that you, each of you, were created with tools and gifts that must be discovered and released for such a time as this. Welcome, Jackie. Hello, thank you everyone. Thank you for the introduction, wow. It's amazing to hear that and uh, have gone through a life where you get to that moment and you're like, wow, who is that? And then, oh, I did that? Wow, awesome. Um, Jackie Bouvier, Jacqueline, I go by Jackie and I like to start with a prayer. Can we start praying? I feel like it's important to pray. Father, we come before you, Lord. In the name almighty, the name of Jesus, I thank you for such a time as this where you are the one that comes and we are the carriers of your glory and your presence. Where the atmosphere shifts and changes according to your will. And I pray that today, what you put in my mouth is exactly what we need, Father. What we need to hear so that we can understand the time where we are living and who we are for such a time as this. I thank you, Father, for this great honor and opportunity to pray together and to speak, to speak on your behalf, Father, your word of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God is here. Tell the person next to you, he's here because you're here. Amen. Jesus. Wow. Tell you a little bit about myself. I um, I have three uh, children. I have an amazing husband who is here with me, Paul Bouvier, and uh, he, he's just incredible. And I thank God because God literally sent him to my door to say, "You're going to be my wife," and he married me. <laughs> and uh, we have a seventeen a seventeen year old daughter. It's going to be eighteen Monday. A two year old son and a six month old son, baby boy. Uh, the two-year-old reminds me of me, the stuff I don't remember when I was two. So my mom says, you see that? That's, that's, that was you. So <laughs> he's someone that does not say still, but is full of energy. And we just love him so much. 
Our trip over here was just amazing. We got to see the, the, the amazing nature, the sight of nature, the, the monument yesterday, and that was just breathtaking. And for us, that's important because of what the Lord has during this time. And everything we do, there's a purpose. And that leads me to ask you, why are you here? And not just here in this vicinity, this place, this location, but why are you here in your time? What is your purpose? What is your destiny? Your divinely designed reason for being. Right? It is important for us to understand so many things that happen in our lives. And the reason why we're still here, the achievement and the accomplishments of a kingdom purpose. God designs us. And I think that it's very important for us to understand the time we are living in because of our destiny and our purpose. How many women here have had children and gone through the labor process? Yes. He did. <laughs> it is amazing and beautiful, but right before the process, right before you go and have your baby, I don't know if any of you experienced pain. I did. And so I said, the next one, I am getting an epidural. I am not going to experience this pain. And I did. And the last baby I had an epidural, he just came right out. But what we didn't know right after is that my life was about to change forever. The baby was born, he's beautiful. And immediately after that, things just shifted. Everything just changed. The moment just was so incredibly sad, but so beautiful because I was about to lose my life. I wouldn't stop bleeding and things started happening, doctors running in, things happening, I couldn't hear anymore, I couldn't listen, I, everything was just changing because my life was slowly leaving my body. And I just looked at my husband and, and I just said, take care of the kids, take care of our family. The Lord allowed me an opportunity to live. I didn't have this written here to tell you this. And, and God reminded me when we stayed at the hotel, we stayed at last night, I was just telling Bobby, I was like, this place looks familiar. This place looks familiar. I was 14 years old when I stayed in that hotel. And I remember going to go purchase a dress at some mall. We got on the highway. The 16-year-old the that was driving let go of the wheel, and I pulled it. And then he pulled it back, and the car just went flipping five times. My brother flew out. I got out, and I just remember saying, I'm alive. I'm alive. And I don't know if you've ever experienced moments like those in your life where you're just like, I'm alive. What's next? Why am I here? What's my purpose? We see others and, and we see what God is doing in their lives. And then we think, well, what about me? I don't know if you've ever thought that. But what about me? What was I made for? What was I created for, right? And one thing I've learned in my journey is obedience. Obedience is so important and sometimes hard because you don't know what you're obeying, right? But being able to understand the word of God has been so important to me because sometimes we get the wrong purpose in life. We think about people, paychecks, possessions, passions, power, popularity. But if we go to the book of Esther 4, to 
the book of Esther, 4.12. And we know a little bit of the story here, right? Where Mordecai did not want to bow down before um, Haman, the gentleman that was uh, appointed at that time during where uh, the king had sent him out, and he did not want to bow down. So this information goes to Esther, and Esther tells him, you know, what can I do? And so the story goes on to the point where Esther says on 4.12, when Esther words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. He didn't bow down to the Jews, so he wanted to persecute them, right? Are you familiar with the story? For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Tell that person next to you, for such a time as this. It's powerful. Because how do you know when God has prepared you for this moment? How do we know that? How do you know it's your time? Going back to where I started with labor, sometimes we have to go through different situations because that spiritual preparation with spiritual warfare is what Satan uses. You know, Satan uses people's systems to destroy the premises of God. And what we see around us and what we see happening and what we see in our lives and we think what's going on everything's falling apart have you said that ever why is everything falling apart why am i pushing this baby and he doesn't come out you know and then it comes out so gorgeous and beautiful and you forget about the pain and what you went through and it's very very important for us to understand that we're prepared for moments in our lives but we cannot know where the moment is coming unless we have gone through that pressure in our lives and we've been tested to see tested to see not everyone to see but you yourself understand yourself and know what you do during that time and know who you are because it's so important for us to understand our identity understand who we are so that we can be the best version of ourselves for such a time as this. So going through these difficulties, you know, it, it can hurt us. It can make us difficult-minded and, and make us think that no one's with us. But you know what? During that time is where you're being molded. It is when God is teaching you to bring out the best out of you, the tools that you never knew you had it, that had those gifts, those amazing, beautiful gifts that only you have. I heard somebody say, God is the circle. He is that ring holder. And every one of you are keys. My message, aligning to the message of for such a time as this, but the message that the Lord has told me I need to send and take everywhere is unity and revival. It is time to unite. It is time to revive each and every one of us from within. We think revival, we think Azusa and all these other things, but revival comes from within us, understanding who we are, understanding where we've been and where we are standing during this time so that we can be whole and understand the moment and be in that revival time where God is unifying the church. He's awakening the sleeping giant. Amen. I'm preaching. 
So what does it mean to be blessed? When has he blessed you to be a blessing? I remember I grew up thinking, I can't wait to be blessed. Ah, oh, I need to be blessed. I, I, I want to be blessed. I want to do this. I want to preach. I want to sing. I, I, I. Ooh, my spiritual trials taught me that it's not about me. It's not about me. The only way that I was able to have the authority to speak about unity and revival is when I understood it had nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with God. So when he blesses me, it's so that it can, I can be a funnel so that he can bless you. And every one of us, that's how he uses us. He uses us to bless others, to bless others with the talents, the gifts, the tools, everything that he has equipped us with. Amen. And that's beautiful. Because our job is to love each other, to love each other. And once we love each other, we can't love each other unless we love ourselves. And then we're like, okay, I love myself. It's time to die to myself and it's time to allow God to flow through me so that you can become the best version of yourself. Amen? I need your key. I was just telling somebody, Bobby, we need your key. We need the key that God has given every one of us because that's the key that can only open certain doors. And we're, we're door openers. Come on, use that key and open doors for everyone around you. It's that time. We have, you know, we have a, such a misunderstanding of what the blessing is. Because when we're blessed, the people around us are blessed. I just want to say that the most important part that the Lord has doing right now in my life is reading John 17, 20. If you have your, uh, your Bible, can you please go to that? John 17, 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Gosh, isn't that powerful?
I cannot express how much the Lord has me reading this passage everywhere we go. It's time for unity. We want to see a change. We want to see revival. We want to see God do what he's going to do in this country. We must unite. We must understand who we are. We must see ourselves and know, especially us as women. Sorry, baby. But we must see the power that the Lord has given us as women and who we are. We pray, we intercede, we love, we have so many gifts and talents. Oh man, we can multitask and do so much. But you know why? For such a time as this. It is time for us to understand the times we are living, the prayers we must pray, the people we should be praying for, people, the elected officials, our government, our president, this country, this world. And I'm going to tell you something. Colorado has been prophesied to. It is the place where the outpouring of the anointing of the Holy Spirit will start and it will go throughout the whole country. So you better believe it because I believe it with all my heart. And I know that you and I are part of this revival that is happening now. And that's the awakening of the giant and starting to love each other and see each other for who we really are. Those that God created us to be with the tools and with every single gift that you yourself don't even know you have yet. So I invite you today to look at, look at yourself in the mirror. Or just think, who am I today? What have I gone through and what tools do I have? What, what book haven't I written? What picture have I not painted? What song have I not sung? What, what song have I not written that I'm supposed to write? Who have I not forgiven? Who have I not loved on? It is time for us to bring revival through those things that we think are so minimal, but in reality is what unites us and makes us one. That prayer that Jesus prayed is so powerful because that is the key so that this world knows who is Jesus Christ. So this world knows who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords over this nation over this country and i believe it with all my heart and it's time for us to understand why we know who we know why we're connected and every time somebody says i need for us to be like what do you need i'm here for you i love you i love you and that's what i have here to say and the way that we see things, and I think I have a couple of minutes, I, I, I love this. My husband and I were driving from Telluride and we listened to this. And there's this guy, you know, the story of this guy, the three, three men, one was, you know, they're all building the same thing. And they're putting bricks. And this guy comes by and he asks the first guy, hey, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm just putting some bricks, you know. Can't wait to go home. I'm hungry. I'm tired. He goes to the next guy, hey, what you doing? Well, you know. This wall is going to be looking good. It's, it's you know, it's a little, yeah, it might fall, but, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I got to get home. Then he goes to the next guy. He's like, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm building a cathedral. It is going to look amazing. It's just, it's coming together. It's going to be the best you've ever seen. I can envision it. I can see it. I know it's going to be beautiful. What are you building? What are you building? What are we building? And what tools do you have? These are questions that I can't answer for you, but I can say one thing. 
you know it in you. And God knows that you know it because we were born for it for such a time as this. And that's the message I have for you guys. Thank you so much. God bless you.